Gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, March the 9th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. Top of the crock to you. Uh, I just polished off my weekly bottle of mead for the podcast. Still gross. Has it changed at all? No, it's still gross. It actually, the flavor's gotten a little bit better, but it's just that it's still a textural disgustingness. Okay. I, wa- I got some questions I want to ask you about that in a minute. But first of all, I want to uh, plug our pluggables. So uh, it's still the off season. So we're going to do a top of the clock, a cooking show Sam is a uh, trained chef. They, they pay him to cook food. I'm uh, a professional. Professional. I am just a dude putting things in a pot and so in the crock pot. So we're going to talk about that this evening. Um, the other episodes that we do are ostensibly baseball podcast episodes. So please check those out on all your social media platforms. If you're listening to us, on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. I am there most of the time because I'm bored. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram. We've got lots of good pictures of food and cute pets, which the uh, algorithms say fans like. Yeah, we're appealing to the lowest common denominator of of Instagram. That's the plan. We just got to get some babes on there. We'll have... Oh, sexy babes. Food, pets, babes. That's That's, it. That's the triumvirate of uh, Instagram. Instagram, right. That's a good call. (laughs) Um. Okay, so Sam, I actually did have some C-block kind of questions to ask you. Well, I'm a bottle of mead deep, so lay lay it on me. Okay, I feel like sometime in the past five years we've had this conversation. Okay. But I posted a poll on Twitter this week asking who would win in a nine-inning baseball game, the X-Men or the Avengers? Okay. And I was a little surprised. 73% of respondents said the Avengers. Like they were heavy favorites, uh, according to our Twitter followers. Right. And maybe I would give them a slight edge, but I would not consider the Avengers to be heavy favorites in a baseball game. Right. The X-Men. Right, especially because if the X-Men were losing, Storm could just whip up a like rainstorm and cancel the game. Somebody did bring right. that up, yes. The X-Men would never lose a game because they would just get rained out. They would rain out. Now, could Thor do the same thing? Probably. 
Yeah. I don't think you would. Right. You wouldn't be able to call a game for weather. You'd have to probably play through weather. Or now, just play in a dome. And then if it started raining, you'd know something was up. <laughs> right. Right. Like the that's like the Astros trash cans. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know that the Avengers get a like an edge. Like, why? Because of the Hulk? Maybe. I mean, I feel like the Hulk doesn't have the best hand-eye coordination. Nope. You like can Hulk hit a smash, home. but like it doesn't make him any better at hitting a baseball. And where do you put him? Is he a DH? If you're allowed DHs, first baseman. Hulk at first base. See. Hmm. You may be right about that. I was thinking like Hawkeye at first base or somebody without any superpowers. What about Hulk as your manager? And then just whenever he doesn't like a call, he just like kills the ump. That's not a bad idea. Right? He's <laughs> just like the manager meltdown. That would be the best in baseball. See, I kind of thought that uh, the X-Men's uh, secret weapon would be manager because You've got Fury, Nick Fury as the Avengers manager, but the X-Men's manager would be Professor X, who could just, like, mind, you know, control the umpires. Right. And, like, know what the other manager is thinking. Yeah, but does that really give you that much of an advantage? Like, like Or he could just, like, make the all the batters think that a fastball is coming when a curveball is coming. Yeah, so that would be big. That would be huge. But come right. on, if Professor X mind reads Tony LaRusso, he's not going to like gain any insight. Right. He's just going to come back a little bit scotch drunk, probably. Yeah. <laughs> know how dry to make his martinis. Um, how about this idea, though? Okay. The... Uh, Bruce Banner is a Bruce Banner. That's the Hulk, yeah. The Hulk's alter ego. He's your manager, and Uh, then oh yeah, the ump is just like if he makes a bad if he makes a call that Bruce Banner doesn't like, the Hulk fucked up. Here comes the Hulk, and he tears the entire stadium apart. So all the umpires are like too afraid to like all the close calls go to the Avengers. That's a good call. Yeah, and the X-Men really don't have anyone to, to counter that. Right. Because none of them are very angry. Where, Wolverine. Do you, where do you hide Captain America on defense? That's my other question. You think he's a liability? I think he's a liability. I think he's a catcher. Mm. Although, actually, you know what? Captain America is probably the best baseball player on the Avengers. Because he's American. Isn't he from the like the 40s when baseball was huge? Yeah, yeah. Him and Bernie Sanders. They're both big Brooklyn Dodgers fans. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a huge baseball fan. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one who actually knows how the game works. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's probably your catcher, maybe your third baseman. He'd probably yeah. be a third baseman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Like like Derek Jeter. Yeah, uh, maybe a, maybe like a corner outfield spot. Like you know, he'd probably be a good ball player. Right. 
But we're talking on the scale of superheroes. Like, if you can't fly, you probably should not be an outfielder. Yeah, I guess. Right? Like, Iron Man, Thor, and Vision would be the Avengers outfield, unless you want jumping Hulk in the outfield. I, like I, I mean, the thing is, is that Hulk is just too unpredictable to be anything, really. Right, yeah. Unless you're smart Hulk, which I don't buy into. I don't like smart Hulk. No, smart Hulk sucks. The X-Men's outfield would have to be like Storm and Rogue. And who would your third outfielder be? Does Rogue fly? Yeah, Rogue can fly, but she has to like absorb the flying power from someone else. Mm. Oh, they have Archangel. He can fly. You right. also, they also have a who's the um, Nightcrawler who can teleport. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then your Vision. He could be an outfield. I wouldn't put Hulk anywhere on the field. Put, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Vision would be good. Good in the outfield. The other thing the X Men have is. I would say, like, you would ban weapons. So, like, maybe Thor's not allowed to have his hammer. But uh, Gambit, for the X-Men, he can charge the baseball up. So if he's your pitcher, he's basically throwing a hand grenade each time. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think that superpowers necessarily make you good at baseball, right? Because, like, otherwise, how does Bartolo Colon stay in the major leagues for, like, 30 years, you know? Right. He's crafty. I gotcha. Well, and it's like baseball is like a skill game more than like, you know, it's who would win in a football game, the Avengers or the X-Men. And then I think you give the Avengers the edge because they're like stronger, probably. Right. So you just give the ball to the Hulk. Yeah, right. Or Thor or, you know, whatever. Right. And they just go to the end zone. But with baseball, like, I don't care how strong you are. It doesn't make you any better at hitting a baseball. That makes sense. And maybe, actually, the analogy that I'm thinking of is is, uh, Space Jam. Right. Like, you wouldn't make that movie about baseball. If you would, it would be a very different movie. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Like... You know, I think that the best baseball players probably are Captain America and then Iron Man. You could program that suit to play baseball, probably. Yeah. And then I don't know about the X Men. Right. Maybe Colossus? No, he's from Russia, right? He's Russian, right? You're, so you're just saying foreigners are bad at baseball. <laughs> well, like, are there any Dominican superheroes, you know? I'm sure there are, but I don't know of any of them. No, I just don't think that Hulk would be able to hit a baseball with a baseball bat. That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, Spider Man would probably be good. He's not. Right. Our... Well, you could, like, you could program your suit to have Ken Griffey Jr. swing, you know what I mean? Like with Iron Man. Right. I'm saying Spider-Man, even though he's not. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, he's probably a baseball guy. Yeah, he's from Queens. He's from Queens. He's a Mets fan. He's a Mets fan. He is. I think that's candid that he's a Mets fan. (laughs) (laughs) 
Huh, okay. Well, I was just surprised. I thought that the, the X-Men, I, I think it's mostly that people will have like, more people are aware of the Avengers now because of the movies. Where right. like growing up in 1994, like the X-Men was so much cooler than the Avengers because of the right. Fox cartoon show. But like the Avengers are kind of Squaresville. Yeah, they're total Squaresville. They're they're corporate stiffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh that was a question I wanted to run past you. Yeah, I think the Avengers probably, but it's not a cut and dry thing. I think it'd be a pretty shitty baseball game, honestly. Right. I think it would not be fun to watch unless, you know, the Hulk manager started kicking dirt at the umpire. <laughs> Wait, so who's the umpire like Magneto? Who's the umpire? That's a good question. Loki? No. Maybe Ultron? No. Mm -hmm. You think that umpire is a supervillain, right? That's what I'm going with, but yeah. Mm, is there any, let's see. Could it be uh, the evil planet from the cartoon Transformers or yeah. well, voiced by voice yeah exactly could, well. he, could he be the bad could he be the umpire wait are the Transformers really the favorites to win this baseball game no I don't think they know how to play baseball either no because they're alien robots <laughs> they're alien robots <laughs> huh, uh, huh. Food Kingpin is the umpire. Who? Kingpin. Oh, he'd be a good umpire. There is actually, I can do a Google image search of that. There is a, a Google image of Spider-Man uh, at the plate and Kingpin is the umpire. Really? Yeah, it exists. Um. I like what you're saying, though, because baseball is culturally relevant in the sense that it's a rule-based, like, people, hmm. like, you take a super-powered alien from Mars, like Dr. Manhattan. Right. And you just well, say... He's not from Mars. Well, okay, yeah, he went to Mars. Okay. Uh, who is the DC guy who is from Mars? Shoot. The motion, mo not motion, the motion. Anyway, no idea. you take a motion, you put them on Earth, you say, play baseball. It doesn't matter if they have superpowers if they don't understand how baseball, how to play baseball. Not even like what the rule, you can teach them the rules of baseball. That's not the issue. It's like, no, this is like the skill set, the very, very specific skill set that you need in order to be a successful right. baseball player. Right. Athleticism will only take you so far. Right. Right. Laser eyes will only take you so far. Really not very far at all. Right. Yeah. Spider-Man would probably be a really good baseball player because of Spidey sense. 
Oh. Right, you can kind of tell what's going to happen. He would always lay off. He would always lay off the goofball. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, my spidey senses are tingling. It's going to be a slider. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's so many mind games going on. I think Professor X would be, have an advantage. Definitely. Any kind of psychic, knowing what the you know, if you're going to steal a base. Did you see uh, Yadio Molina pick off this rookie in no. training? Pretty funny. The rookie was talking shit to him, and he totally nailed the rookie at second base, got him out. After he, like, dared the rookie to run. He, like, Yadio Molina, like, stood up, took his mask off, and was like, take it. Take the base. And then two pitches later, the rookie ran, and Yadio Molina got him out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Um, okay, do you want to talk about food? Yeah. What you cooking right now, this week? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I, man, not too much. I'm this weekend, uh, our Monday dinner, we made... Chicken Caesar salad, which was really good. Uh, not, you know, nothing really special there. Just Caesar dressing, which is really good when you make it. I mean, it's good. You can buy good Caesar dressing too. But when you make it, it's like so fucking good. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, romaine lettuce, croutons, red onions, some tomatoes, a bunch of Parmesan cheese, Caesar dressing, and roasted chicken. It was good. Mm-hmm. Basic, delicious. The weather is getting better, so you're eating salads? Well, it was just something. It was like a quick and easy rather than a more in-depth thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was cold yesterday. It was super nice today. Mm -hmm. So we talked about cassoulet uh, for a couple of episodes. Yep. You made, have you made cassoulet? Yeah, we uh, talked about it, remember? Yeah, we did I talk made it with the venison ribs. Yes, with the venison ribs. Um, so I bought a bunch of the fixings for cassoulet and then got oh. too lazy to make it. Yeah. So the other day, because all this meat was about to go bad in my refrigerator, I just threw a big hunk of uh, pork butt, a whole chicken, and a whole bunch of sweet Italian sausage into the crock pot and chopped up some onions, chopped up some garlic and put in some Italian seasoning and some IPA beer and just turned it on. And it's really delicious. (laughs) It just seems like, it just seems like you were too lazy to open a couple of cans of beans and throw them in there. I don't understand, though. You said that, though. I don't understand what the beans would have like contributed to this recipe. Beans are delicious. I know, but like this isn't chili. This is meat stew. Yes, but it's cassoulet. It's got beans in it. Oh, okay. I see what you said. Yeah. No, there are no beans. Right. I definitely got too lazy. Right. Well, no, you look, you, you make a lot of chili, so it's fine if you're sick of beans. Uh, but that sounds pretty good. I would recommend 
you know, with some rice or, or, you know, broccoli or get some green vegetables in there. Right, right. <laughs> Otherwise, you probably have a heart attack. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm eating the high fat keto diet or something like that. Right. Only high fat protein. But it tastes so good, Sam. You don't understand. It's just like yeah, I believe it. Sausage and chicken and pork, all on the yeah. same pork. Oh my god! Yeah, it's the it's the hot meat injection. Is what that is. It is. It's a hot meat injection. What's the name of that Thirty Rock video you sent me? Oh, the meat Tracy Jordan's meat machine. Tracy Jordan <laughs> make any three meats into a single meat cube. I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing. Right. You're just cutting out big bread. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They're blocking my research. Um, but that's the latest thing I've cooked. We talked about Coco Van. I need to go get some wine. I do have some chicken thighs, carrots, potatoes. Oh, I got some baby portobello mushrooms also. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got the fixings. I got to get a good uh, red wine that I want to put on my cocoa van. So that's on my to-do list. Uh, and I just lately finished that pork chili. That's why I didn't put beans, because I only finished that pork chili a couple of days ago. Right. Um, which I do plan on making again with the cumin and with a higher bean to meat ratio in that recipe next time. Right. Would it make any sense to do the pork with the ground beef or would that just be gross and weird? I think that's probably, un I mean, that's like you're getting into some maybe clashing yeah. textures. Yeah. Because uh, you have your ground beef and then you're like kind of shredded meat. And I think that that might be weird together. Mm -hmm. But you know, you could try it. Right. Like maybe this meat, meat stravaganza you got going on is the next step in the condor chili evolution, you know? I don't think so because I definitely like really need like, like this has got the rosemary and the, um, thyme and basil in it right i didn't put right. it's not spicy at all it's like right. that i don't know is that an italian flavor you know what i'm talking about yeah it sounds italian yeah maybe you should cook some pasta oh i have lots of pasta that's a really good idea actually throw that shit on some pasta yeah <clears throat> you're just trying to get me to not throw a can of tomatoes in there you're just right, hoping that I don't die of a heart attack. Or... <laughs> I was trying to trick you into putting some vitamins into your diet. <laughs> yeah. I see through that scheme. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it tastes really good. It really does. Um, okay, so we're getting into spring. You've talked a couple of times about how the weather has been nice, at least today. 
Was it nice yesterday? This week, no, it's been cold, but this week it's supposed to be in the 50s and 60s. So, and you talked a little bit about in you know, a spring action last episode about all these folks in New York City coming out of their shelves and being horny and eating oysters. Well, that yeah, that was just the last, that was just today that happened. Do you think that's going to be a trend that continues? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. I think that this summer is going to be a, like possibly the most buck wild summer ever. Yeah, since 1945. Yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, I'm not just saying horniness. It's just like, you know, people are haven't done anything in a year. Yeah. And you know, in theory, there's going to be enough vaccines for everybody by the beginning of the summer. And so a lot of people are going to be vaccinated. And, you know, in theory, the numbers will go down and shit's going to be open in a way that it hasn't been open before. Yeah. And people are going to be, you know already our generation and beyond no one was saving for retirement anyway but now everyone's gonna just be like a i could die tomorrow sort of vibe you know Uh, what i mean yeah that's interesting and so they're gonna spend all their money it's gonna be on food and drinks and dates and trips and all the rest of that shit yeah i think there's gonna be a lot of like big parties you know right gonna be wild people are gonna be going wild joel yeah we gotta brush off that tinder profile maybe get your uh some new photos of your sweet vampire look you got going on right now (laughs) right because i haven't gone outside in a year right you have that kind of like long hair and goatee thing going on right right Oh, like Antonio Banderas, right? That's what I right, like. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's a real Antonio Banderas thing going on. And it's the perfect time to start capitalizing on that. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm concerned about it a little bit because, I mean, I've read things about, like, from an economic perspective where all these people have been saving up money and now they're going to like splurge on this money. Right. Yeah. Which is good for the economy, but people should be saving their cash. Really. Mm. You know, people save their cash. That means that Jeff Bezos will never become a trillionaire. And And by the moon. And by the moon. (laughs) Exactly. Like good for the economy just means that Jeff Bezos is going to become a trillionaire. That's all that it means now. It's not like good for the economy. It's like, oh, that money is going to get all spread around to everybody. It's like, no, that money is going to Bezos and fucking Tesla. And like, that's it. You know, that's what good for the economy means these days. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like, don't spend your money, put it in your mattress, bury it in your backyard you know, buy BB guns and uh, wear a tinfoil hat. 
you're just looking for an excuse to never leave your house again. I can tell. Exactly. I got to keep my skin nice and <laughs> pale. Translucent? Translucent. Yes, thank you. That's the way I was looking for. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, what? So, you, are you done with your mead? No. Well, okay. So, I had four let's see four bottles mm -hmm. and i've had i've gone through three of them now okay um and i really thought that um my next batch of mead would be ready to go into bottles by now because that's been going for three weeks okay just bubbling away but it's still going strong so maybe next week i'll put it in the bottles but i only have one more bottle of the old mead left thank god because it's fucking disgusting <laughs> um, but i'm excited to drink the new mead but i don't think it's going to be ready by the time i finish the old mead so that's too bad what have you done differently with the new mead that you did not do with the old mead? So the old mead, I did this thing. We talked about it, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time. Yeah, I was trying to get a natural yeast fermentation going. So I bought a bunch of organic fruit and put it in my thing. Uh, and then, and it worked kind of, but it got thick because of the pectin. Right. And then after I took all the fruit out, I added the... Uh, yeast from a packet of champagne yeast um, and then it fermented but it was really gross so this second batch of mead all I did was maple syrup and water and uh, yeast from a packet of mead specific yeast so We'll see how it goes. There exists uh, mead-specific yeast. Yes. Wow. I guess you can buy anything in New York City. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just I bought it at the homebrew shop. But I think you can probably get it at all the homebrew shops. You okay. know. Um, so you, know, how do you, you can be doing this yourself in your house, you know. That's a terrible idea, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> why not I've got enough natural yeast wafting through the air it would that's good that's what you need <laughs> right um, how do you expect the next batch to taste differently than the original batch uh, well uh, there's expecting and then there's hoping right so uh I hope that it's going to just be super delicious and uh, everyone's going to tell me I'm a genius. Sure. Uh, I'm expecting it to taste kind of boring. Huh. Because it's just maple syrup and yeast, basically. Um, and like maple syrup, the flavor of maple syrup is not a super strong flavor like it's very sweet but the flavor is not super strong so you know the fermentation process converts all the sugar to alcohol so what i think it's going to be is like very alcoholic okay 
um, and kind of mild tasting, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to taste like too much. Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of bland. It tastes like alcohol and like maybe maple syrup. Right. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Uh, because I'm going to ferment, I'm trying to ferment it to dry, which essentially means uh, uh, that it's going to have changed all the sugar to alcohol. Yeah. And so hopefully it'll be, you know, in the realm of like 15, 16% alcohol, which would be sick. Yeah. But I don't have high hopes that it's going to taste like much you know what i mean sounds like it's gonna taste like water syrup and alcohol right yeah it could be like uh alcoholic water you know what i mean yep i actually do know what you mean which is weird because i shouldn't know what you mean but i do <laughs> um and speaking of which i wanted to, to to bring up that text conversation we were having earlier so i went to the uh, cbs pharmacy earlier today and I haven't uh, bought liquor in like six months. And they right. had- Congratulations. Thank you. It's not a big deal, but uh, just, you know, <laughs> I've been a, a beer drinker, but no, you know, whiskey or wine or vodka since last summer. And right. um, I was at the CVS buying, uh, office buying fucking office supplies at cvs nice and uh i walked past their uh discount booze stand <laughs> and they had a bottle of what was it raspberry is that, is that raspberry what vodka is what raspberry vodka a fifth of raspberry vodka for eight dollars holy shit it was a fifth it was a big old bottle damn and I sat there and I was like, I should buy that. <laughs> and it was like, it was, what's like, uh, it wasn't, what's like the generic vodka, you know? It's not brand name. Right. It's well vodka. It was well vodka <laughs> with raspberry flavoring. Gross. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it took, I, mean, I mean, you. So wait, did you buy it? I did not buy it. I bought. How did you dodge the bullet? Well, but did I? I mean, this is the, depending on your definition of bullet. That's true. Right. Your intention was to reaffirm your decision to never buy hard liquor. That's <laughs> probably that. That would probably would have helped you with that goal. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, but what cocktails, you know, what cocktails could we make with the cheapest artificially flavored vodka, raspberry vodka that we raspberry have? Raspberry vodka. Yeah. Hmm. So my, my go-to was triple sec and Skittles flavored Sprite. Uh-huh. Which, Sam, was, it wasn't, it was a, 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 Glass of triple sec and Sprite that ended my weekend. Remember when we ended that weekend watching, uh, I think it was Jimmy Cliff? Did we go do it? 
a Jimmy Cliff concert in Poughkeepsie? Yeah, yep. Remember that? The 30, 30 packed. We had not uh, slept for like three days. Yep. Yep, and we went to that Jimmy Cliff concert. And at yep. the end of the night, I drank a glass of triple sec and Sprite. And I threw up the entire weekend. <laughs> All over Patrick's floor. <clears throat> and that was your... That that inspired this cocktail. That, that was the inspiration for this cocktail, exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah, it does sound like you're trying to reaffirm your decision to not buy hard liquor. Well, don't you think that would be the worst hangover? It like sugary cheap vodka. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you feel worse hangovers over certain alcohols than others? Yeah, I get worse hangovers from beer than from hard liquor. Oh, see, I, yeah, I, I, I'm different. Why is that? Do you think? What, what, what? Why do you think you get a worse hangover off of beer? Well, there's just so much more of it. And here's the thing, though, Joel, and this is probably why, like, because everyone disagrees with me, uh-huh. but. I think the thing is, is that like people just don't get as drunk when they drink beer. Like it's easier to get drunker with hard liquor, right? Liquor is quicker. Right. But if you go to the same level of drunkenness, like say you drink six beers, right? If you drink the equivalent amount of alcohol, hard alcohol to six beers. That would take you uh, 32 minutes. (laughs) Well, you'll get less hungover, though, right? Whatever that is, uh, nine ounces of liquor, right? Or, or 10 ounces of liquor. You will be less hungover than if you drink six beers, I think. Right, right. I see. What but the problem is, is that, like, when people would, if people are normally beer drinkers and they drink six beers in a night because that's, like, the length of a night of drinking, say, on a weeknight or whatever. Right. Um, you can drink like, you know, 20 ounces of liquor in that same amount of time. And then all of a sudden you're twice as drunk as you would be. And you're like way more hungover. That's my theory. Yeah, because, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, I don't drink beer very much anymore. Like if I drink beer, I drink one beer. Yeah. And like generally I'll have a cocktail or two at night and then I'm fine the next day. But if I was like to have three or four beers, the equivalent to what I drink, you know, probably five nights a week or whatever, like an average, then I would be way more hungover. Yeah, that that's something that other people have talked to me about also. Like folks don't who, like there are people who drink beer and there are people who don't drink beer. And the people right. who don't drink beer are like, it fills me up, I have to pee, and it like, and it doesn't get me drunk quick enough. I get kind of a headache, and then I have to pee, and that they just don't like it. Or they don't like the flavor of it. I think that's a big thing also. Right. Well, I love beer. Yeah. I just, it makes me have to pee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gives me a, a much worse hangover. 
And then when I stopped drinking beer, I also lost like 30 pounds or some shit. Right. Cause it's all oh. calories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it feels healthier, but it, it's also, it's, it was like mostly the hangover, honestly. Hmm. See, for me, it's the it, tequila is the worst. Well, red wine. Combination of tequila and red wine would be. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Bloody Valentine. Yeah. A glass of tequila and a glass of red wine. You like alternate sips. Says <laughs> <It's> sangria. <laughs> yeah. Tequila and red wine, you say. But that's that. I, I think there's a sugar content. Am I wrong about that? Is there any science that you know of to back that up? About what? Sugar content. In what? In alcohol and its uh, correlation with hangovers the next day. Yeah, I think so. But you know, alcohol is sugar. Alcohol is a kind right. of sugar. Right. Uh, or it's a product of sugar. It's the kind of your body reacts to it very similarly. Mm -hmm. um, or I guess it's not sugar, it's alcohol, but it, it's a you right. know, carbohydrate that your body processes the same way. Um, but yeah, like if you drink a bunch of, you know, sugary drinks, you'll probably be more hungover the next day. <clears throat> Um, but like liquor has less sugar in it generally. Right. Like Eli swears by drinking whiskey and soda, like seltzer water, mm -hmm. because you drink so much water. And he okay. says it makes you not hung over the next day. Huh. Somehow that doesn't make sense to me, but it would be... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if there's science to back it up. He swears by it, though. Well, but there would be science between, like, drink, like, a bourbon on the rocks and then drink two glasses of water and then drink a bourbon on the rocks. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. So, okay. Then I guess I'm... And if there's no... If it's not, like, a, a seven and seven... Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, but <clears throat> I think the problem with hard liquor is that it's it's difficult to moderate yourself. Yeah. Especially if you're the type of person, like a binge drinker. And like, you know, it was a couple of years before I like managed to get myself to the point where I wasn't like, oh, I'll just have a couple of drinks. And then you drink an entire bottle of whiskey. You know what I mean? Right. And then you're like, oh, no. It's like, oh, I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> I got to go pitch for the meds tomorrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you eat it, if you drink a comparable alcoholic amount, liquor to beer, I firmly believe that you get less of a hangover from hard liquor. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, you know, it's booze, basically. There's not a lot of extra shit in there. Right. All right. So in terms of, you know, you've been around, like, professional bars, professional restaurants for a while. Yeah. What makes 
I'm, I'm going to try to phrase this correctly, but I don't know if I can. What makes a really good, well-made professional cocktail? Like, like, so like I can make, I can make a Manhattan, like, sure. it's, you know, it's passable, but like, I'm not a professional bartender, right? So I wouldn't be able to put like additional skill into that. Like, I would assume that, well, like I can make a gin and tonic, which is not as good as a bartender's gin and tonic, but I don't think like the gap would be as large. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I think it's a technique thing, yeah. honestly. And it's also, it's like having the right recipe because, you know, I work at a really high end cocktail bar right now and everything, you know, nobody's like free pouring there. You know what I mean? Like everything is measured exactly. Um, and so it's like, you have your recipe, which you do the same way every single time. And then you have your technique, which is the whatever shaking or stirring or straining or whatever the fuck it is that they do. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's all about technique, I think. Yeah. Um, and then having the right recipe, but you know, recipes and cocktails are pretty simple. Basically. It's like you have your, with well, the Manhattan's the two, one, two, right? Two ounces of whiskey, one ounce of sweet vermouth and two dashes of bitters. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, Beyond that, it's just like, did you stir it enough? Right. Right. Like, do you, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's it. That's all you could do is stir it correctly and then strain it right, you know? Have you ever been like particularly impressed with like a bartender with whom you've worked? Like, wow. This oh, yeah. I've worked with a, a lot of really good bartenders. The place I work at now is, you know, it's got some serious clout in the craft cocktail world. There's like really good bartenders working there. Yeah. But yeah, I've worked with a number of really talented bartenders and bar managers and all of that for sure. Do you ever get to collaborate with them on like food, food cocktail pairings? Yeah, I've done that a couple of times at a a few different bars, but not at the place I'm at now. They, they have their very strict bar program and then I kind of get to do my own thing, but there's no, no crossover really. Mm-hmm. But I have done that in the past for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's like, you know, some interchange of, you know, like the place, oh, well, I guess that's not true. We're doing a hot buttered rum cocktail right now. And so they take brown butter and then they make it, they like infuse their rum with this brown butter and then they take the butter out and then they were throwing it away but now I'm taking it and I'm making it into these brown butter blondies like rum flavored brown butter blondies and then they're serving the drink with one of those as a garnish so there's like stuff like that sure that's <clears throat> um and that's pretty cool that's fun mm-hmm. mm. nice all right um, what should we cook next week? I don't know. I'm going to hear how this meat thing turns out for you. The meat thing tastes really good. It's done. Like, it's delicious. <laughs> um, 
I'm I'm concerned that like we got you vaccinated for COVID and we're going to lose you to cardiac arrest from eating this meat pile that you've created. <laughs> I need some leafy greens because I'm outing my green beans. I'm dying my green beans. I got my sweet potatoes. I could cook my sweet potatoes. Oh yeah, that'd probably be good. Yeah, so I could put those in them. I don't have any other vegetables in my house right now. So that's probably bad. Maybe some brown rice? A little brown rice on there? I only got white rice right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, white rice is better. Let's be honest. Yeah, I got pasta. I got pasta and canned tomatoes and fresh tomatoes. Yeah, um, there you go. Because I was, yeah, I could, I could, I could make a pasta... And just put it on pot. That would be pretty. That would be pretty good. That's like a a hobo. What's that called? Ragu. Hobo bolognese. Hobo bolognese. Yeah. Hobo hobo bolognese. Hobo bolognese. <laughs> chicken sausage and pork and tomatoes. No, that's the fanciest hobo shit you've ever even heard of. Well, but it's not bolognese. It's just that's like. like a- it's just like chunks of bourgeois bolognese is what that is. Right, but just chunks of chicken and chunks of sausage and chunks of pork on top. That'll be pretty fucking good. I'll I'll do that. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I think I got penny. We'll, we'll melt a little mozzarella cheese on top of that shit. I I got mozzarella, I think. <laughs> sounding better and better. I think we got a good plan. Yeah, I don't know what I got on tap for next week, but I got a chicken in my freezer that my parents grew, like raised that's been in there for a while. Then I gotta, I gotta probably deal with that at some point. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been dump on the ump top of the clock. Our cooking segment, food. Talked a little bit about baseball. Still want to talk. I still want Sam. We got to do another podcast that's like just talking about aliens because I got so many things I want to talk to you about. Yeah, let's do it. Also, have you seen WandaVision? No, I have not. Should I? We can talk about that. Neither of us having seen it. (laughs) Oh, we, yeah, okay. Let's do a whole WandaVision episode. We get so many listens, and then people will be so upset without I actually having seen one. Yeah. I don't know. It's about it's like that one episode of The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Basically. basically, it's basically that one episode. It's basically that one episode. Of the Simpsons. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I hey, make sure you follow us on all of your social media applications that includes twitter at dump on the ump facebook at dump on the ump uh wordpress blog at dump on the ump instagram especially if you're interested in the food i posted earlier tonight at dump on the ump uh if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, please give us a rating a review and a subscription you can also check us out on uh spotify and or soundcloud For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.
Tô com ele, não, mas... 